Next on BYU Sports Nation, who's the new guy for BYU football? As in, the guy. Which newcomer will have the greatest impact in 2017? All-American Ben Patch is one of the guys for BYU Volleyball. He joins us live from the NCAA Tournament in Ohio. How do the Cougars beat Long Beach State tomorrow? Plus, Colton Shaver of the red-hot BYU Baseball Batcats in studio and the National Softball Player of the Week, Riley Jensen. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Baseball has just scored another run. Yeah! We are live. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, Trace DeMaio. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the most wanted co-host in Provo, Utah, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, most wanted is typically like a criminal most wanted, right, on the FBI's most wanted list or something. But apparently Harvey Longy was the most wanted free agent. That's how it was verbalized uh, in this article by Pro Football Rumors yesterday. I would have used a different phrase. Most sought after. Yeah, that's probably the best one. Most wanted? Like, what did he do? <laughs> he has a bounty of $115,000 on his head. Guaranteed. Yeah, how about that? $15,000 signing bonus, $100,000 guaranteed. That, according to Tom Pelissero of USA Today Sports. But that, that's a shocking number because it's like twice as much as the next undrafted free agent, next highest paid undrafted free agent in the NFL draft. Hmm. That's good. That's great for Harvey Lange. Good for Harvey. It's great to be sought after. And l- listen, if you told Harvey Lange, okay, you could be a third-round pick, but you're going to the Browns, or you could be an undrafted free agent and go to the Patriots. There's way more money with the Browns in the third round or whatever, but you're with the Patriots. You're playing like, if potentially you can make for it, a Super Bowl in year one. Well, if you make the team. If you make it, you're in, baby. He's going to make the team. He will make the team. I, I'm I'm calling my shot right now. I would love that. That'd be great. Yeah, I think I'm not Har- saying he's not. I'm just saying he has. He still I, I has to make. I think Harvey Longy will be at least on the practice squad with squad with the uh, New England Patriots. Hey, and speaking of most wanted, Jerem, wait until you hear what volleyball All American Ben Patch calls Jerem Jordan later in the show. Oh my god! We spoke with Ben from the team bus as they traveled to practice. Trust me, if there's one thing that you pay attention to today, it should be that. Little tidbit during our interview with Ben Patch. Yeah, I said live a moment ago. I already <laughs> taped that. That was a mistake. Live to tape, Jerem. Live <laughs> to tape. We recorded it on the way to uh, on the way to practice on the bus. <laughs> on the way to the gym oh. in Columbus. That's where Ben uh, Patch served his mission too, which is so cool. Yeah, random. so he's back. He's back. You know what we should do live? The headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU updated the football roster yesterday, and there are some notable new names on it. Mo Longy, listed as a defensive lineman. Can you imagine lining up across from Mo Longy? Vince Wilford can. Holy cow. Also, former Wisconsin quarterback Austin Kavensis. Intriguing name there. A walk-on and enrolled in spring semester classes in Provo. I was shocked that his name was on this list because this is the most decorated, statistically, Utah high school player ever. We will break down the impact that he and any of these other guys could make coming up in what's trending. Sione Takitaki, remember that name? I know a bunch of BYU's opponents do because he wreaked havoc on opposing quarterbacks. Okay, now, we didn't know whether he was going to be back on the team or not. He'd been hanging out with them in the spring and whatnot, but not on the team, not in practice. So, hey, 
Talkie Talkie's back. We'll break down all these guys coming up. There And there's a uh, couple other names we'll throw out there. We too. will Talkie Talkie about the Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Three-seed BYU men's volleyball swept. Six-seed Barton last night. Barton. Brendan Sander led the team with 11 kills. Career high, eight blocks. Cougars had 10 aces in the match. That's the most in the 25-set era. It's been about 10 years. A career high, five of them from Ben Patch, who, as mentioned, will join us later in the show. BYU will face... Two-seed Long Beach State, who's the number one ranked team in the country, in the national semifinals tomorrow at 6 Eastern. Uh, outside hitter Brendan Sanders said the team got itself going. A lot of fans, and it's kind of easier to get going, but I think um, getting going as a team instead of from the fans helped us a lot because we are focused more on the team effort and team energy. Hey, sun's out, guns out, right there on the press in the press conference. Yeah. Hey, no sleeves, no problems. You know, <laughs> BYU baseball. I think they just scored again. They beat Utah Valley twenty-three to four last night. Whoa! This is a baseball game. Twenty-three to four. The Cougars totaled twenty-three hits, led by Kyle Dean who for the second time this season hit two home runs in the same game. And speaking of scoring a ton of runs, that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU baseball scored 82 runs in their current six-game win streak. They, did they just score again? They're up to 25? <laughs> that pregame speech from Dave Rose was amazing. Zing! I'm just kidding. Uh, that's an amazing amount of runs. It really is. And BYU is now top 10 in batting average and runs per game in the country. Yesterday, they were 13th in both. They moved up to 8th in batting average and 9th in runs off yesterday's 24, 23. I see you got me. 23 run, 23 hit performance. What's 82 divided by 6? Go. Hurry. No, go, 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 go. It's just a hair under 14 runs a game. <laughs> they, they, Why'd you ask me if you knew that already? No. <laughs> I'm just so condescending. I'm just... <laughs> What is, what is it? Go. What is it? Go. Hurry, I know. I already I know, know the answer because you know? I looked know? it up and I set you up on TV. I didn't look it up. I just did the math in my head. 82 divided by 6. See, now you're bragging about no. said number. Yes, I am. <laughs> Let me uh, do the math in my head, Jerem. Uh, the Batcats, as you mentioned, rolling right now. Keep it going against Santa Clara. I mean, keep it going against the Broncos. Yeah. Who... who on paper, BYU should dominate. Again, all of this is nice, but it mattereth not if BYU doesn't get into the NCAA regional. But BYU is heading that direction, which is great. The pitching has been dynamite. That was my biggest concern with this team. The bats are incredibly hot right now. So this is awesome. This is awesome. We're going to talk to Colton Shaver coming up, who has raised his average quite a bit. He is one of the best in league. He struggled on conference. He's been fantastic in conference. BYU's won six in a row, 16 of 19. Goodness. Mm. Hey, freshman outfielder Riley Jensen. She's the National Player of the Week, according to the NFCA. Listen to this. Three and two to Jensen. Long fly ball, center field. Will this one have enough to get out? Yes! Solo home run from the left fielder Riley Jensen, and BYU is on the board here in the second. First National Weekly Award for any BYU softball player this year, and it goes to the freshman, Riley Jensen, who will join us coming up. 20th-ranked softball hosts the entire Grand Canyon tonight at 7 Eastern. The whole thing's coming to Provo. Listen, that's one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the Western Athletic Conference. They're a decent RPI team. Like, this is, this is an opportunity for BYU to make a statement. It's good. It's good. They need some tough competition. Also this... Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Who's the new guy? On May the 3rd, excuse me, Trace DeMaio, Mm -hmm. Football Hat delivered some fascinating talking points at BYU, notably the newest version of the roster. We just mentioned some of those big additions, big being the operative word for Mo Longy, (laughs) who is a defensive lineman. Quarterback Austin Kafensis, arguably the most heralded quarterback in Utah high school history, which shocked Jeremy and myself. I was like, what's he doing here? This is great. And then there's the quarterback's nightmare on defense. Sione Takitaki has rejoined BYU football. Those are just three. And we are asking all of you for your expert opinions. Which newcomer to the recent BYU football roster will have the greatest impact this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Twiggy or Stone, from what I have heard, Matt Bushman. The legacy pick goes to Isaiah Kafusi. For sheer size, you have to pick... Motsukiai Langi. Wow, the full name. Nicely done, Twiggy or Stone. Just missed the middle name, Taukolo. So there you go. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For our conversation, we'll just focus on uh, a couple of guys, uh, five names added to the roster. Some you're familiar with, but some that have kind of rejoined the team. But uh, yeah, feel free to throw out any newcomer. Ula Tolutau, running back. Anybody, go ahead, throw it out. Use the hashtag BYUSN. So we mentioned a few of these people, but let's go over this list. Because this kind of came out of the blue. BYU did not announce this. They just kind of put it on the roster, and then some people caught wind of it. Mo Longy's on the roster, okay? We told you he's in town. Second day of class today. 6-7-4-10. I don't believe that's updated. Defensive lineman. <laughs> freshman from Liahona Tonga. Okay? So he is here. He is here, and he's on the roster. If you had and he's a make, D-lineman. If you had to make a guess... Well, a 425? Oh, no uh, no clue. I cannot guess his weight. <laughs> I have no idea. But we were told that he gained weight on his mission. Remember Steve Kafusi said, hey, I, w- I want him to get to, like, what was it, 370 or something? Yeah. And Steve Kafusi called— There are too many members in Phoenix. They're going to feed him. Steve Kafusi called him a gentle giant. Well, guess what? They're going to try and pull out the beast in Mo Longy. He'll be a nose tackle, try and clog up, like, the center and a guard. That's the goal there. Just by standing there, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Scott Huntsman, 6'4", 227 linebacker, sophomore from Capel, Texas. Played in five games two years ago, had a couple tackles. He's a guy that Kelly Papinga liked a lot. He had shoulder surgery, and so he redshirted last year. But he's back. He's not going to be a starter, but he's going to be, a, a, to me, a quality backup and a future starter. So you think that Scott Huntsman, when we're talking about the word impact, could be one of those guys that is immediately... Maybe, uh, as, Maybe not this year as much. Okay. I think in the future. I think as a junior and senior, he'll be a bigger impact. Okay. But he's a talented cat from Capel, Texas. What about Mo Longy? Do you think he will see the field? I don't think Mo Longy's going to have a huge impact this year. Do you recall Ziggy Ansah played three years of BYU football? We did not know really a ton about him or care until four games into his senior year. It takes a long time. And that was a guy that was physically unbelievable. Obviously, Mo Longy is physically unbelievable in just sheer size, but not in the way he moves yet, right? So, I, in fact, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'll be surprised if Mo Longy has an impact anytime soon. He's got, he's got to learn the game. He's got to get in shape. Why, would you, not, why would you not redshirt him, you know, to give him time to learn yeah, the game yeah, and yeah. size down, right? He hasn't played foot. I mean, Ziggy was like <laughs> this unbelievable physical specimen. I knew him in the Richards building he on campus playing pickup basketball. Dash. Yeah, he's, he's a sprinter. Yes. It's very different, right? Okay. Austin Kofensis, who, I, when the name. I'm so excited when this guy's I saw the name, I was like, 
Huh? That that can't be right. A name from the past, right? Yes. 6'1", 200-pound quarterback, a sophomore out of Sandy, Utah. Jordan like, High School. He but, was the man. Listen to these. At Jordan High School. 15 state records, 13,000 passing yards, 6,900 rushing yards, 115 touchdowns in high school. Four-year starter at quarterback in high school. Put up redonkulous numbers. Went to Wisconsin with Gary Anderson, who was at Utah State here. Okay, so there's the connection. Gary goes to Oregon State. Austin did not want to go to Oregon State, so he goes to or, so he goes to Nevada. Didn't really like it there. Then he played JC ball at Arizona Western, and now he's here. He's a walk-on. I'm not sure whether he can play this fall or not. I'm assuming he can from a JC. Is he a junior in eligibility? He's a redshirt sophomore. Redshirt sophomore. And he's a walk-on. He even said, I'll just play a different position. He's Catholic, but he wants to be here. In fact, he told Kalani Satake, according to Amy Donaldson of the Deseret News, I'll switch position. I'll do whatever. I just want to get on the field. He said, no, no, no. You're a quarterback. Kalani said, you're a quarterback. So I think Kofensis could push for the backup spot this year. I really do. Well, he'll make everything. He'll make people like Bo Hodge work a little bit harder, right? Yes. I think this is great. And in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if Kofensis was a guy who started at BYU. Okay. So because they, he'll have a year post-Tanner Mangum. There is some impact. But what I'm, what I'm deciphering from these first three names that we've discussed is that we have to wait a little while. Maybe yes. not this season. I think Kofensis has an impact in practice a lot. He's a dual threat guy, obviously. I, I think he's, he's uh, similar. I, I think he's a better thrower than Riley Nelson, but in that ilk of scrambler, better thrower. Like, I don't know. To, I, I, I'll have to see him play some more, but taste some light to some degree, right? Next name Not on the physical. list, Keanu Saliapanga, 6'6", 285-pound defensive lineman out of Lakewood, California. He was a USC commit. At one point. Always good to get USC's guys. Now you know he I mean? is at BYU, and you should hear the staff talk about Keanu Saleapanga and what he brings to BYU defensively. They are really excited about what a force he could be for BYU up front. He's another Polynesian defensive lineman that could be a real player. Saleapanga, I think, was expected next year on the roster, but he's back. He's here. He's going to play. And then there's Sione Takitaki, who, Jerem, to me is the guy, when we're, ask, when we're answering the question, for me, which newcomer to the recent BYU football roster will have the greatest impact this season, I can't not look at that name, Sione Takitaki, because of what he's already done at BYU. He was an absolute disruptor. And he is a defensive end, so he's that outside end. Basically, remember BYU played a 3-4. They've just put one linebacker on the line, essentially, in a 4-3. He's kind of like Harvey Longy, right? He's going to be like Harvey Longy. He had a uh, really nice impact as a reserve player who'd come in on third downs, blitz, cause havoc, cause turnovers. This guy is a, is a uh, game-changing kind of defensive end. He can be. I'm excited that he's in the good graces and back on the team. Okay. So is he your answer he, to the yeah, question? Yeah. Immediate impact? Taki Taki. Like, biggest impact down the line? We'll see how yeah, that, that all plays fun. out. That's but fun. Like, right now, Taki Taki, clearly. Taki 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 Taki. Tell me you've seen South Pacific, the musical. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. <laughs> hey, we begin to find out the answer to today's Twitter question. Wait a second. How many, how many days is it? Countdown to the Viking. One fifteen. So two weeks from tomorrow is a hundy. We'll keep it a hundy. You'll be on your way to Ohio tomorrow. Well, not in two weeks in a day. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. No, I'm on my way today. I'll be there. Oh, you'll be. Wow, really? We're talking on the show tomorrow. I'll be in Columbus. That's true. Yeah. 
<laughs> Party in Columbus, man. What's up? I'm coming. I'm coming to Columbus. Which newcomer to the recent BYU football roster will have the greatest impact this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, a three-guest all-star lineup on the show today. We'll start with the Big Bopper. As Gary Shidey calls him. Colton Shaver up next. Dude is swinging a red-hot bat. BYU score again. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is the national BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, and when you respond... Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow, you can watch the Batcats as they continue their incredible run right now. They've won 16 of the last 19 games. They play at Santa Clara. You can listen to it on BYU Radio and the app at 9 Eastern Time. The W.TV as well. On the W. Our Twitter question today. Thank you, George Bush. Which newcomer to the recent BYU football roster will have the greatest impact this season? At YFangirl underscore JB says, Mo. As in Mo Longy. I pity the fool he impacts. I, I think it's a really fun story. I just don't think Mo Longy is actually going to have an impact in the season. I can't like, wait to see am him. Am I in the pads. only one? I know. Do, are they going to have special order those puppies? Yes. Am I the only one that thinks this? Like, it takes a while to learn the game, let alone compete at that level. Like, this isn't, uh, you know, some small level, low level school where you can come in and, like, play. I don't think he plays a lot initially. I think it's going to take a while. It took Ziggy Ansah a fifth pick in the draft three and a half years to make an impact. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Let's be patient, right? Yeah, I, it's fun. I'm glad he's here. This is great. Let's it's be gonna, patient. It's going to be fun. Like, he seems like, I haven't even heard him talk, but he seems like a cool dude. Like, I want to interview him. I just, I just want to <laughs> see him in pads. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see him with my own eyes. Hanging out with us in Studio B right now from the red-hot BYU baseball team, West Coast Conference Player of the Year candidate, Colton Shaver. Colton, What's up, Colton? Welcome back to the studio. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a long time. Yeah. We waited until you got your average up a little bit. Then we invited you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was – yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. <laughs> no, it's okay. no, I, no, I'm happy. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about this Batcat team. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that – when you when you took your game to the next level, so did the team. Do you, do you feel like that had an impact on the team at all? Or it could be the other way around. The team took their their game to the next level and it impacted me and helped me out. Whoa, good teammate. Yeah, he's a good teammate. tap dancing. He's on. Oh yeah, you do have your a, a game going right now, man. <laughs> Holy cow! Hey, you played third base in the San Francisco series, which mm-hmm. uh, I thought was kind of fun. Saw you make some nice plays over there. When did you decide that you wanted to take on the hot corner at BYU? Because I know you played that position in the summer in the, yeah. in the Cape Cod League. Um, I just like I practiced it this summer and worked with my coaches out there, saying, "Hey, maybe I can make an impact with BYU and help us out." If they needed me to, and I think it's more of just like a spot fill with Brock being hurt for a bit. We needed to fill that spot, and with him able to DH, um, like I can, I can hold the fort down as long as I need to. So I, ha- I feel like I, like I can do it. Um, might not be the preferred choice with Casey or with Casey and Nate, and they play it really well and they're comfortable there and they're hitting well as well. So it's just filling in spots where we need it. What position do you prefer to play? Oh, whatever gets me on the field. I'll, I'll play whatever it takes, and I'll play anything. So 
I might not be the best, but I'll play it. Colton Shaver out to pitch, uh, <laughs> taking over for Maverick Buffalo. It's like a 19-inning game. Who knows, right? Uh, it, I always thought of you of, as the Manny Machado of this uh, group, minus the Red Sox throwing at you. That's what I really thought. I don't know. I've been hit quite a bit. Like, quite a bit <laughs> I keep getting hit. I got hit again last night, and I'm just like, man, why are they hitting me? How many times have you been hit this year? I don't know, but it's starting to hurt. I'm starting to feel feel the effects now. Just wear, like, you know, some extra padding on the side. You, you already kind of... Brace up a little bit, right? I, I did last year. Um, I thought with how slow I started, I was like, maybe I'll take all that off and see if that changes some, you know, superstition. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work for a while. I just got beat up and got bruised. But Are you still – I mean, baseball rules, like, you can't rub, you know, the spot when you get hit. Like, no, how, you can't rub it. How hard is that sometimes? Sometimes it's hard. Like, I got hit, I think it was against San Fran, and it was cold out. And I have a good bruise to – to show that and I was just it was like a 70 mile power curveball and I just get to first base and they asked me how'd that feel and I was like oh it's fine but inside I was just crying <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty yes it's the laws of baseball though yeah. it's like yeah I'm okay oh my goodness like, killed. like if a guy rubbed his elbow or whatever when he got hit what would happen uh, you just lose Panty! respect for him yeah. yeah yeah it's like jumping out of the way of a ball you don't jump out of the way like you just gotta wear it if it's coming at you you wear it from the Wareham Gateman. That's where you learned that, right? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Something like that. The Cape Cod team. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Nice, nice play on words. <laughs> you're hitting 386 in West Coast Conference play. Is it because you're familiar with the teams and the pitchers? Or what goes into that, into this crazy increase in your batting average in the WCC? I think a lot of it is just all the support I've had outside of you know, outside of the, in the lines of the game and stuff. Like, I've had the coaches, they've been helping me out, they've been giving me tips, seeing what, telling me what they see, um, just watching film, going back, working working on it, and knowing that Cougar Nation's, at, like, they support me and they know I'll turn it around and get after it again. So I think the support's been a big part of it and just a lot of extra work and trusting that I'll climb out of the hole that I, that I was in. Yeah, seven of your nine homers in conference, 22 of the 28 RBIs. In conference, uh, how has your plate approach changed, if at all, during the improvement period? Um, I've just really tried to relax and lay back a little bit and just know that I need to be short and quick to the ball, try to put a barrel on the ball and not try to hit you know, hit the cover off of it. Uh, I just try to hit the ball right back up the middle, and that's kind of been the biggest impact is just shortening up and trying to drive the ball as a line drive instead of a, a home run. Are you having more fun as a result of this now? No, oh, you can't help but have fun on our team with Keaton Kringlin and Buffo and everyone else out there. It's just it's impossible not to have fun. <laughs> I wonder if Jason Shepard's at every practice. <laughs> yeah, Sounds seriously. like a great time. Sometimes I wonder if he even works. It's like he's just <laughs> hanging out with us. Well, it's his job. It's, he's made it his job. It's great, right? What's the biggest challenge when you are trying to break out of a slump? Like, what what was the hardest part for you when you – you know you're capable of something much better, and it's just not happening. I think the confidence is one of the biggest parts. Like you know that you're better than that pitcher that you're facing. Like I think against Bakersfield, I had there's one dude that was throwing maybe 80, and I was getting blown away. I, it wasn't it wasn't good at all, and I'm just like, how does this happen? Like, this guy's not good, and I can't even touch him right now. I don't even think I fell the ball off. So I was like, this this is rough, and then just getting out of your own head and. Just going out there, like having fun, like you said, and just knowing that it can happen and that I deserve to, I deserve to be there because I've, I've proved it to myself before. Nineteen runs against San Francisco, mm-hmm. then twenty-three runs against Utah Valley last night. 
What's it like in a game like that where everyone is raking? It's a lot of fun when it's warm. When it's cold, it's like, okay, guys, like I know this is fun, but it's cold. Wrap it up. <laughs> was that San Francisco? Was yes. it cold? Yes, it was it like was 40 degrees, 39 degrees or something. But last night was warm. Last night was fine, yeah. yeah it was, was just a lot of fun last yeah. night. And just seeing like the smiles going on and seeing guys like Chauncey stepping up and the tear he's been on as well, raising his average over 300. And me and him were in the same hole for a while. And he's just it's been unreal to watch Tanner get after it. Colton Shaver with us on BYU Sports Nation. Big-time hitter for the Batcats, who have won 16 of their last 19. Our stat of the day was they've scored 82 runs in the last six games, which is just a hair under 14 a game. What's cool about this is last year you started this way, mm-hmm. and then after some injuries and some setbacks, you finished the season 500, and it was kind of a disappointing finish after this magical start. Now, now the magical run is happening later in the season. How would you compare and contrast the two different uh, dynamics of that? Because you start 10 and 11 this year, but now you're rolling. So how, how is it different this year? I think a big part of it is our staff. Um, like our starting pitchers, they go out. Last year they went out and dealt. This year our starting pitching goes out, and they give us a solid seven innings. They, they throw un, unreal. Um, but I think a big difference of it, too, is the guys out of the pen are coming in, and they have the confidence, and they're just coming in and shutting people down. Um, they know that their stuff's better than the hitters, and – it, they're showing it, too. And this is the month that matters. The end of this month, West Coast Conference Tournament, top four qualify, winner automatically into the regional. How motivated are you guys right now to be able to get into the regional for the first time with BYU Baseball since 02? It, we're pretty motivated for it. We know that we deserve to be there. If anything, we belong there. Um, we know that we can compete and play against any team at any level. When we played Georgia Tech at the beginning of the year, we lost that game, but we are like – this is a top ACC school. They're top 25, and we we feel like we deserve – we can play with them out of three games. And I feel like that we can do that with anybody. And our team – like, I have complete faith in our team, and I know that we can we can compete with any team in the country. Our Twitter question today is focused on football, but you have a tie to one of the newcomers on the roster, so we want to ask you about this. And it's which newcomer to the recent BYU football roster will have the greatest impact this season? You played with Austin Kofensis at Jordan High School. He was your quarterback. You mm-hmm. were the star linebacker. He was the quarterback. What kind of a player is BYU football getting? They're getting an all-around player. The dude runs unreal. He's, he can outrun anybody. Um, he's strong. He can break tackles. He can run somebody over if he wants to. He can juke. He has the the Barry Sanders type footsteps where he just gets around and then he takes off. And he can also throw. Um, then he's, the biggest part of him is he's a competitor. He hates losing. So that's the thing with Austin is you'll get somebody who's going to go out there and compete day in and day out. And he he's not a member of the church, the LDS church, but he wants to play. I'm mm-hmm. I'm impressed that he's here. That he that he was willing to switch positions. Mm-hmm. It seems like a good teammate. Yeah, because normally quarterbacks are like, nah, I'm the quarterback. But he's like, no, I'll play safety. I'll do whatever. Uh, Kalani Stocky said, no, you're a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, what's his character like? He's a dude. That he just he just wants to go out there and show what what he can do, and he wants to prove up against the best. Like our baseball team, like how we want to prove against the best. He wants to prove against the best in his sport, and he's a dude who has all the tool sets to do it. Um, he he's also just a great dude. He he likes you know he's a good teammate to have. He's good to everyone. Um, he's a real mellow kid, doesn't say much, but he goes out there and puts in the effort. What about Matt Bushman? Because we've talked about him a lot in spring football. Mm-hmm. People expect him to be, you know, maybe a, a good tight end this fall. What's he like on the baseball team right now? Well, he got his first at bat yesterday, that's so that's right. cool. 
um he's he's a great dude like when we do our bp when i'm at first base taking ground balls during the rounds so he hit so he's hitting we run bases after each round and he gets to first base and every single time it's just hey matt and he goes hey shave and it's just, just it never fails every single <laughs> every single day we got to say hi to each other and he's just a good dude he's a good great locker room presence and it's a lot of fun having him Colton, great to have you, man. Good luck against Santa Clara as you continue your West Coast Conference run and this crazy run overall. Let's uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the road trip. Um, we'll, do, we'll do our part. Mm-hmm. You keep it rolling, man. Hey, let's not forget, though, B. Anderson's also a Jordan High beat digger. So that is right. Beat diggers representing the Brennan BYU. Anderson, beat holy cow. diggers, featured yeah. on the David Letterman show back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have him. McCoy Hill until he transferred. But That's right. He went to Southern Utah. Yeah, so he doesn't count anymore, but still. <laughs> Yeah, can anybody across the nation beat the mascot Beat Digger? That's that's well, pretty tough. Well, define Beat. That's Beats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Colton, thanks, man. Great to talk to you. Thanks, thanks for having me. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we'll go live to Columbus with Ben Patch of BYU Men's Volleyball. But first, the West Coast Conference and now National Player of the Week in softball. Riley Jensen of the 20th-ranked Cougars will join us in Studio B. Stay with us. He's legit, man. 347 batting average. Freshman. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand whenever you want it, people. Anytime, anywhere. In fact, if you missed our conversation with Colton Shaver, the baseball team, and how the Batcats have won 16 of the last 19, how he has improved his game, also on the newcomers, uh, the additions to the BYU football roster, who we think will make an immediate impact, and maybe down the line a little bit, including Mo Lange. Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or TuneIn. Yeah, the Wisconsin transfer, Austin Kofensis. Wisconsin, Nevada, the, Arizona Western. Now to BYU, he was Colton Shaver's high school quarterback. Download the podcast. Refreshing the headlines today, BYU football, as Jeremy just mentioned, updating the roster. Mo Longy, a defensive lineman. Austin Kofensis, a walk-on QB. He's enrolled in spring semester. And Sione Takitaki has rejoined the team. There you go. Good news. Three-seed BYU men's volleyball swept six-seed Barton last night. Brendan Sander led the team with 11 kills and a career-high eight blocks. The Cougars had 10 aces in the match. A career-high five of them from Ben Patch will join us from Columbus. Coming up next segment, BYU advances to face two-seed Long Beach State tomorrow night at 6 Eastern in the National Semifinals. BYU Baseball beat Utah Valley 23-4. to A baseball game. The Cougars totaled 23 hits. Kyle Dean had two home runs in the same game for the second time this year. They take on Santa Clara tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Listen on BYU Radio and the app. And freshman outfielder Riley Jensen was named the NFCA National Player of the Week. This is the first National Weekly Award for any BYU softball player this year. Riley will join us coming up in a matter of seconds. 23. Ranked softball plays the entire Grand Canyon. They're nowhere near the Grand Canyon at 7 Eastern tonight. Yeah, and in fact, you said a number of seconds. Three, mm-hmm. two, one. Okay, Riley Jensen with us What's in up, Riley? Studio B. Much. How's it going? We're good. Hey, we, we're great. We're not as good as you, exactly. though. Exactly. You're the National, you're the player, national player of the, of the Week. week. Yeah. What's what, that like? How'd you find that out? Who, how, how'd you find out about that? Um, Kimber told me, but right it's over pretty there. cool. I mean, it hasn't really set in yet, but... It's a good feeling. Do, do they give you anything? Do they, like, email you a certificate or something? Or it's just like, good good job. Pretty sure it's just a good job. <laughs> <laughs> got, a call, got a call from Kimber. She's like, hey, you're player of the week. I was like, all right, cool. That's better than a certificate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The social media love. I mean, what, what, 
when that happens, you know, what do your friends say to you from, you know, back in your hometown, things like what kind of social media outpouring do you receive after an award like this? I mean, it's awesome because, you know, from Idaho, not really a lot of things, a lot of big things don't happen. So, I mean, I got lots of texts, lots of phone calls and fill in the love. That's awesome. You have a game tonight, but you guys have been on fire. You've won how many games in a row is it now? Uh, 15. 15. I lo- yeah, I yeah. looked at Spencer because I'm like, you, I don't know if you know. Some people don't. You've won 15 games in a row. What have you guys done during this streak to be so successful? Um, I think we're just we're clicking really good right now. We're having a lot of fun, and we're just playing loose. I mean, it's been Friday night was super cold, so I mean, it wasn't really loose, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yet somehow in the 40-degree weather on Friday night, you hit walk-off mercy rule home runs in both of those games. Like, is this something that you're thinking, yeah, if I hit it out of the park, then the game's over? Like, what's going through your mind in that moment? Um, Ken actually told me, you know, let's go end this right now. I want to go home and get in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really take it serious, but it happened. So not sure how it happened, but it happened. I think everyone's excited at that point to go home. Um, yeah. You're batting 347 in your freshman season. Uh, what's your plate approach, and why, why have you been so successful batting? Um, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely ups and downs, but most people are like, oh, I got to go in with a plan. I got to think, but thinking's what gets me in trouble. I just have to like go in knowing I'm going to hit the ball and stay loose. What's your favorite pitch to hit? Um, probably up and in. Up and in. Really? Go yep. after it, hit it yep. out of the park. I'm yep. gathering that one of those was one of the three home runs you hit last week. Um, I think all of them might have been. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Up and in. Good to know. Riley Jensen, National Softball Player of the Week for BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation. Why did you pick BYU as your softball destination? Because clearly you are talented and had offers from a number of places. Why was it the BYU got your attention? I mean, it's always been, I came to a camp here, and like ever since then, I was like, oh, I want to go here, whether I play softball or not. The campus is just beautiful, matches my standards, like, it's just the perfect place to be. And then Coach Eakin decided he wanted me, and so I knew it was where I needed to be. Beautiful. Riley, congratulations on everything you have accomplished. Uh, BYU Sports Nation karma headed your way. You can ask McKenna Bull and uh, Mackenzie St. Clair and all the softball and Kaylee. Yeah, they'll tell you all about it. Oh, you know. She knows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We would also like your autograph uh, during this best week ever, if you don't mind. Perfect. Thanks for the time. Thank you so much. I love having national players of the week on the show. <laughs> they are the best. It's They're just the best. fun, isn't it? Yeah. Riley Jensen of BYU Softball. They get Grand Canyon coming up tonight. The entire thing. Coming up. The, the entire take on the, the entire the equivalent, Grand Canyon. The equivalent of that is like us calling ourselves Zion's National Park. Hey, the white-haired wonder Ben Patch talks with us next from Ohio on the national semifinals. Eye candy. Jerem Jordan loves it. Huh? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Earlier today, we had the wonderful opportunity to speak with one of the guys for BYU Volleyball. In fact, I believe this is his debut on the show this season. Two-time first-team All-American, Ben Patch. Enjoy the conversation from the bus. 
Ben, you're live in the heart of it all, the state model for Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. How's the scene at the <laughs> Ohio State University? Oh, it's it's just so awesome. I mean, the, the crowd's really cool. The city's just amazing and alive, and it's a lot different than Penn State last year. And it's just it's a good vibe here in Columbus, Ohio. We'll talk about uh, Barton, Long Beach State, and that coming up, but you served your mission in Columbus. What's it like to be back? Yeah, it's honestly, you know, super humbling and, like, emotional almost is just to be back here and to be in, in the presence of close friends and family and people that I got to teach and interact with. And my even my mission president um, came in last night to watch the game. So it's it, it feels kind of like being at home in Provo just because I got to spend so much time here. Uh, but it's it's awesome to, like, find the support and, and to, to be in front of people that I – you know, we've got to serve and care so much about. It's awesome. You're still in game mode because it's game week, but is this a more emotional yeah. week because you know uh, you, you've said you're going pro after this? Is this, is this a more emotional week yeah. this week? Um, yeah, I think – yeah, I really think so. I, I've, I've noticed just some, you know, maybe foreign things in my mind and, and body and just in, in terms of reality of – it all setting in that four more days, and I'm I'm not a Cougar anymore. I'm an alumni, but uh, I I just have nothing but gratitude for my experience here and trying to wrap my mind around you know my role on this team and and other things like that. Uh, just trying to go out with the best attitude and you know best mindset to prepare for the future for sure. Well, your role on the team yesterday was a significant one. You had a career-high five aces yesterday, four of those over a six-serve span. What was happening yeah. in your head during that streak specifically when you couldn't miss? <laughs> um, you know, honestly, serving for the past year and a half has just been such a mental thing for me. I think kind of just the pressure of not even serving, just the whole, you know, dynamic of the volleyball team and what I was feeling it kind of let 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 serving kind of take all that pressure so I I wasn't doing what I thought I could do this year serving has progressively gotten a lot better and uh, I think just towards the end of the season especially I've mentally just kind of wrapped my head around um, you know everything and I feel confident and I feel good and I feel like I'm getting you know back to where I was strength-wise and in, in my mental health and so uh, just, I I feel like I'm myself again. So I think, if anything, what's going through my head is I I am me again, and and that's a confident person. So, yeah. You sweep Barton. You play Long Beach State tomorrow night. What's the schedule like today as you guys prepare for that match? Yeah, we have we have we're headed to practice currently right now. Uh, I'm tucked in a corner on a bus to talk to you, Goonies. Um, <laughs> who's who's by you right now? And, uh, uh, Mickey Yafkayanen. Y- yell at him. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> we call him our, our precious dove. <laughs> Price Jarman always does that to me. Okay. Hey, Mickey. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. He's our, he's our beautiful white dove. <laughs> um, yeah, he's so pure. Um, yeah, so we just have practice today, and then we just have our NCAA banquet tonight. And other than that, we get some downtime to recover our bodies, and uh, some of us get to talk to you guys. 
Yeah. The, Basically the, the highlight of your day. You kind of start up yeah. high and then go down, I think. Yeah, right? the, the lucky Ben Patch joining BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> We're so happy that we can grace you with our presence over the uh, Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Uh, Long Beach stayed up. <laughs> Long Beach stayed up next. You two teams know each other very well. What kind of an oh, so atmosphere well. and uh We're basically dating. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> right? You know each other that well. What what do you anticipate? Uh, in the match, in another match with the 49ers on Thursday? Um, yeah, I mean, just some good volleyball. Uh, I think both of us, because we have so much history, and, you know, past even the last few years, I've seen decades of volleyball, our two programs have just kind of combated each other and, and whatnot. So I think a lot of us are really excited. Not a lot of us. All of us are really excited just to get to play them again and, um, regardless of what happens, we're we so prepared and we're just stoked because they're a good volleyball team and we enjoy good high-level volleyball. So it'll be a fun one for sure. I think that whoever wins uh, is quickly going to break up with the other after the match tomorrow. And it won't be mutual. <laughs> yeah, it will not be mutual. Yeah. You played two matches with them in Provo. Uh, the first night, yeah. uh, BYU won in five by two, so the closest possible match played in extras. Right. And, the, and then the yeah. next night, they, they swept you. So what do you expect sure. to be different, if anything at all, in this third matchup? Yeah, I think a lot of it is just mental preparation. Uh, I think the second night, you know, I try not to be in the past, but for, I wasn't playing the game in just perspective-wise. I think Palm Beach really mentally prepared, and they came in, like, just very, very sharp. And I think we kind of put it all in the first night, which – was big for us, but I think that's something that we need to do, you know, starting right now is just mentally really grasp what's happening tomorrow and execute, you know, the game plan, like, just very, very um, directly. So, yeah, I think it's just all about mental preparation for us. Could you be the difference? Uh, I think anyone can. I, I, it just is the right energy in the right moments and just the, the right vibe on the court. So if it's not me, if it's someone else, you know, I think anyone can contribute, and anyone on this team can can make the day or save the day for sure. Jerem Jordan is going to make his way to join you in Columbus, Ohio, for the match against <laughs> Long Beach State. Uh, what kind of an impact oh, awesome. do you think Jerem will have uh, in Columbus? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, depending on where he gets his haircut, if he shows up with a good haircut or not, that could be the big difference. To be quite honest. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know who no, cuts Jerem, my hair. It's Jerem. the same person who cuts your hair. It is the same person who cuts my hair. Yeah, no, Jerem is, you know, our eye candy. So if he's here, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> oh my we, are, goodness. we are in good hands. No one has ever said that in the history of the planet. That's amazing. No, I can't believe that, really. No one has ever said that. That's so crazy. No one's ever said those specific <laughs> words. Let's let's clip that off and play it forever. How how does how does coming off the bench change things for you physically, mentally, emotionally in a match? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mean it's it's a role that I've never really been in, um, so it's it's different. It's for sure humbling, and I'm still wrapping my head around it and understanding it. Um, but I, I uh, just am trying to be prepared, and I am just, yeah, I, I think I'm the type of person in, in my head that's like, what, if I'm going to be on the court or off the court, I'm just going to have the same mindset of I'm going to give it the best that I can at any moment. So, 
yeah, I just trying to stick to that that mental focus and try my best. You have clearly entered veteran status, and we're talking with Ben Patch of BYU Men's Volleyball. This is your third NCAA tournament. What can you share yeah. about playing at this level with guys on your team that don't have as much high-level experience like this? Um, I think confidence is key. That, like this, this whole this whole tournament and this whole level of volleyball, it, it is the team that has the most confidence and and just drive and kind of skill sometimes takes a back seat because in big moments it's not the team that's you know the best volleyball team it's the one that's just gonna outworks you know the other team across the net so if we have confidence just to to give it our all and to lay out on the court I think I think that's what matters in the big moments. Do you wish Sean Olmstead had a mustache right now? <laughs> um, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of not eye candy? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of not eye candy, the <laughs> on top of lip is not the best. But it took the women's team to the national title match. That was amazing. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Ben, uh, you've been dealing with uh, a groin injury, and it's it's obviously been frustrating for you to have to watch uh, for you know a good deal of the season. But how has this situation helped you as a volleyball player and as a competitor? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I I never would have expected you know this injury and, and the amount of time it took to get back. Um, so to be honest, it's, it's been very humbling just to try to stick it through and make it through this year and, you know, not get fresher than myself with coaches, with teammates, and just try to be, you know, my trying to be my positive self. Um, but I think I've just learned that, honestly, anything can happen in athletics. I could be really hurt one day and it could ruin my, you know, whole volleyball career. So I think it's just really important for me to, like, realize that, you know, this isn't a forever thing and I just need to be humble and, take care of my body and, and have other avenues, you know, open for me if, if things don't go my way. It's been 13 years since BYU won a volleyball national championship on the men's side. Right. BYU's been to a yeah. bunch of Final Fours. You've played in two national championship games. There are two games to the yeah. title, Long Beach State and then the national championship game potentially. If we chat Saturday night and BYU won the national title, what did you guys do? Yeah, I think – Actually, what we will do is, is just work together. We are a team that is really close. We're a fun group of guys that really do love each other. Um, subjective from, from our coaches, we're just really, really close. And uh, I think this, this whole weekend will be telling because it's telling of our, of our character and love for each other because we, we really do want to work hard for each other. We really want to put it all out on the court for each other. So that's what I think I'll be saying. Ben, we appreciate your time. and I want to uh, have this conversation Saturday <laughs> night on the court with you. <laughs> cool. And, of course, cool. uh, your good nature and a shout-out to your hair as well, man. Yeah, hopefully you, know? you had a fresh, you know, <laughs> cu- you know fresh cut, fresh, uh, you know, paste on there or whatever. Color. So it's bright white. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank- know it. Thanks for putting up with Jerem, man. Oh, it's oh, not over. God. I'm headed Four your way, days. man. Four more days. Four more days. <laughs> I keep telling myself that. We're sending you some BYU Sports Nation karma with Jerem and uh, through this conversation. Thanks, Ben. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Jerem Jordan is our eye candy. Ben Patch with us on the, the Deseret weirdest First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First. <laughs> the weirdest quote in the history of this show. <laughs> 
Oh, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I guess, yeah, Glenn Kozlowski lives in Chicago. Now now Ben's in Columbus. I get those, like, comments. The, the Midwest the, vibes. The Midwest. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Ben's funny. I like that. That was a great interview. Good luck to uh, the yeah. BYU men's volleyball team. Whip around hits next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guest, Colton Shaver from BYU Baseball and Riley Jensen, the National Player of the Week in women's softball of the 20th ranked Cougars. Coming up this week, Tyson Pratcher, co-founder of the Harlem Jets. Remember, BYU football was hanging out there over the weekend. We'll talk about the connection between Harlem and BYU football. Very cool. And return missionary Ryan Andrus of the basketball team. And, of course, some uh, eye candy candy from Columbus, I guess. (laughs) We just put out a poll that said, Ben Patch just called Jam Jordan eye candy. Do you agree? Definitely or nope? That's mean. Why would you put that out? It's like a fire. (laughs) <laughs> just don't look at the results and it won't affect you. How am I not going to look at the results? <laughs> just mute BYU Sports the, Nation. <laughs> again? <laughs> just kidding. Oh my I'll goodness. block it. BYU Sports Nation cannot well, see just, my tweets. Just block their Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU updated the roster yesterday. There were some notable new names on it. Molangi listed as a defensive lineman. Former Wisconsin quarterback Austin Kofensis is a walk-on quarterback. Sione Takitaki has rejoined the team. And JC transfer John Vaca could compete for the left tackle starting spot. Volleyball. Three-seed Brigham Young swept six-seed Barton last night. Down go the Bulldogs. The Cougars had ten aces in the match, a career-high five of them from... Man, we just talked to Ben Patch. BYU advancing to face the two-seed Long Beach State in the national semifinals tomorrow at 6 Eastern. The team right now on the court at St. John Arena in Columbus. Baseball. Bad Cats beat Utah Valley 23-4. Led by Kyle Dean's two home runs, six RBIs. They take on Santa Clara tomorrow, 9 Eastern, on BYU Radio and the app. Softball. Freshman outfielder Riley Jensen, the NFCA National Player of the Week. First National Weekly Award for any BYU softball player this season. 20th ranked softball host Grand Canyon tonight, 7 Eastern. Sports. Yep, BYU leads the 2016-17 Commissioner's Cup standings. It's competition in the West Coast Conference. Entering the final month after sweeping both the men and women's golf championships. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, who gets it? Kyle Dean, two homers at Utah Valley. Which newcomer to the recent BYU football roster will have the greatest in- impact Excuse me, this season? That is our Twitter question of the day. Our elite tweet of the day at Russ Melrose says, this is too easy. Sione Takitaki, he'll help our greatest weakness on defense, the pass rush. That needs help. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN, yo. Uh, update on the Twitter poll. 36% believe Ben Patch is right. Jerem is eye candy. No, I, I vote nope on that. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer? Huh?